Spun Out IE, in partnership with the National Youth Council of Ireland and the Youth 2030 programme, is raising awareness about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The Sustainable Development Goals set out a plan to achieve a better and more sustainable future for everyone. The SDGs recognise that we live in an interconnected, interdependent and yet unequal world. In order to leave no one behind, it is important we achieve each goal and target by 2030. Each podcast in this series explores a different sustainable development goal from a young person's perspective. The podcasts have been researched, produced and recorded by a group of passionate young SpunOut.ie volunteers from all across Ireland. The podcasters focus on specific goals that they're interested in and give insights into what we can do to achieve the goals. In this podcast, Mark McNulty looks at what actions we as individuals can take across a number of the goals on both a local and national level to help meet the SDG targets by 2030. Hi, my name is Mark. I'm on the Spawner Action Panel and I decided to get involved in the SDG podcast because I wanted to see how young people could affect real change and achieve the SDGs. My idea for my podcast was that I would look at how young people could do things that would help to achieve the SDGs that were either free or cheap, they were simple and they would inspire young people to do them. I came to this idea after the EU Citizen Energy Forum, where one of my colleagues in the action panel said that they felt as if they were being left behind by the whole process, um, despite being really engaged in the SDGs and climate change and all of that. And I felt if we felt like that and we felt like we were being left behind, that the average person must feel that way too. So I wanted to come up with some simple solutions that we can kind of all work towards to help the SDGs. So I'm here with Ross and Caitlin for today's uh, podcast. And Ross, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, hello, I'm Ross. I am 20 years old. I'm from West Dublin. And the reason I want to get involved in this podcast was mainly because of my love of podcasts, first of all, and also the Sustainable Development Goals. Yeah, hi, my name is Caitlin. I'm, I'm 19. I'm from Dublin. And I'm very excited to do this podcast because... Um, I love talking about SDGs and how young people can get active in their community. We're starting with goal one, which is no poverty, which kind of is around how uh, economic growth can uh, be inclusive for everyone and provide jobs to to everyone and kind of promote equality through that and alleviate poverty for everyone, not just in Ireland, but all over the world. I was thinking for that, um, volunteering with a charity maybe that works to alleviate poverty. Have either of you guys got any experience with that? Uh, I've actually a lot of experience with that, thankfully. I work with two organisations called Planet International and One Ireland. They will both have aims of eradicating extreme poverty and preventable diseases. Very simply, one that's probably the easiest to do for anybody else, and that's literally to sign the petitions, email and lobby your TDs, MEPs, or any sort of political representative, and create for change and more funding for eliminating poverty, not just in Ireland, but across the world as well. I was thinking as well, um, maybe getting, if you can't, don't have time to volunteer maybe, or get involved to kind of just seek to understand how people fall into poverty traps in Ireland and how kind of poverty is in Ireland, because it can really help towards it being alleviated if you begin to understand sort of where it, where it exists. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of kind of negative thoughts about kind of the homeless situation and how they end up where they are but um as you said if we begin to understand where they're coming from we can relate more and help them more goal two which is zero hunger is it's making sure that no one goes hungry on a daily basis and that we all have enough food to live kind of productive uh lives and it will enable us to kind of achieve the other goals through that it, it might seem like it's just a problem in in other countries but in ireland there's definitely people who go hungry on a daily basis 
And I think we'll discuss trying to address that. You don't need to be necessarily in poverty to sort of face food shortages or have times where you have to go hungry. And of course, it's very too common in this sort of society at the moment. Absolutely, yeah, with like food banks and stuff springing up around Ireland, which yeah, is something we never thought we'd see. Yeah, I think there was one just launched in UCT just the past few weeks. Which is scary, how yeah. even affects college students like ourselves. It seems like such a huge problem to to tackle by yourself. But as Ross said, if you get a few people just come together and donate to food banks, it's amazing what you can kind of do. So really, even if it's only kind of a day or an hour, someone can give maybe an hour a week, an hour a month, something like that, to one of these charities that really does help. So uh, goal three is good health uh, and well-being. That goal really is um, very important, I think, because without good health and well-being, none of the other goals can be can be achieved. Good health and well-being is, is simple things like um, vaccinations and stuff like that. But we'll look at things that kind of the average person can do outside of that just to kind of promote their own good health and well-being. Yeah, I feel like good health and well-being is something that no matter what age or kind of where you come from, you can kind of relate to. Everyone in some ways has struggled with their good health and well-being at some stage in their life. And I think it's very important to get the education on this through schools. So I think that's where the biggest impact is personally. But yeah, like getting active, just kind of talking to people about it, having like health weeks, just coming together and saying saying how you take care of your your health and your well-being, you know, being open and starting conversations about that. Especially like physical activity and exercise and stuff like that, something that could benefit everyone. Maybe not running a marathon like you did at the weekend, but uh, something around that would be, would be great, right? I think also the well-being needs to be looked at, especially because we all look at health and sort of look at ourselves. But we also look at, at our health in terms of our mental selves and our mental well-being as well. So it would be a case of literally just taking the time out for ourselves, making sure we don't get burnout and ensuring that we're sort of content with our lives. I think that's also important as well to have that sort of reflection and take a step back as well. Getting out into kind of sort of green space is, is huge for everyone who kind of, especially who lives in cities all day, every day is kind of more and more as a thing in Ireland. Um, and I think that's that's something that anyone can do that just simply going out into somewhere that's green and that, that has a little bit better air quality, it, it'll benefit everyone. So again, around uh, goal four, quality education, it was kind of something that I had struggled to come up with one for, but I, I, I got a brainwave the other day that there's so many free online courses by various different providers on the SDGs to kind of educate you more on how they work and how we're working towards them. I think that's something that anyone can do. They're all free um, and a simple sort of Google search and some will pop up and there's free courses about nearly every topic, not just around the SDGs, but anything you'd nearly want to learn about. There's something online for now. Well, I think in terms of quality education, I think it's also appreciation of the education that you may be having. So it might be a formal education, but also having the importance of informal education outside of the lecture hall, outside the lectures or the classrooms. I completely agree with Ross in the way that we have to appreciate the uh, education we're getting and take all the opportunities that are always around us. And most of them are free these days. But we all ha- also have to consider some people are still finding the access to education in Ireland quite difficult. Trying to pay the three grand into university can be still very difficult for some people. And even though there are schemes in place, they aren't made accessible to everyone. Education should be free. Education should be accessible to people who want to learn. So the one that kind of I felt as if I would be disingenuous to try and come up with, it, with, with a simple solution for um, was gender equality. 
as an individual might seem like an impossible task for some, but it's, as I will keep repeating and keep lecturing to people, that it's the small steps that make the biggest difference. So, for example, in leadership, pass the mic. It's very simple. You just take a microphone. Instead of speaking it, you speak to someone who might have their voice silenced by sort of the hierarchies and stuff and make sure their voices are heard. If you hear some derogatory statements we made about anybody else who's like a minority, women, that kind of way, call it out. Don't just stand there and be a bystander. That kind of way. And you look at the politicians, only 22% of TDs are female. You have to question that. It's an increase, but it's not a sufficient increase. So and I think it's the kind of thing where one person uh, starts to address it. You can address it, you know, if you have someone who maybe is, is, like you said earlier, being derogatory or something like that, that if you address it in, in a decent way, you can really affect genuine change because you can change that person's perspective and they might go out and change someone else's perspective and it, and it grows from there. Yeah, like at the model european union conferences i've been at there's always a huge difference between female and male speakers and they always pointed out in fairness so that i think the small steps are the most important so when there are more like a gender imbalance and who is more confident in speaking because traditionally i feel like maybe um men might feel more confident or something maybe i'm just assuming now being sexist myself but they the organizers always say can we get some girls here speaking up and it's not just about like the men speaking too much because people need to have their voices heard everyone everyone deserves to stand up and speak it's not about that it's about girls also standing up as well and making sure their voice is heard for themselves and not being silenced because we have a responsibility to do that as well the next um, goal is enforce affordable and clean energy, which I think you'll, you'll both agree is very much key to any of the other goals that if you don't have like clean power or, or stuff like that, it impacts into climate change, it impacts into infrastructure, stuff like that. Turning off lights, making sure to just make, have more energy efficient lights as well for that matter. And sort of just managing just your energy consumption that, you know, everything you do, that every time you use your phone, every time you use any sort of electronics, that is using electricity and you have to work out where the electricity is coming from. And in most cases, coming from fossil fuels. You have to also rec- recognize and acknowledge that. So it would almost be a case of using sort of just general electronics less, maybe. And I think it was along the lines of something that Caitlin said at the uh, the energy forum that, you know, we're not all going to be installing heat pumps and stuff like that in our houses that are costing 20 or 30,000. That you can do the simple little things as well, like the change the light bulb to the energy efficient one when you need one, or letting your clothes air dry rather than using a tumble dryer because that's like key because that uses a, a huge amount of power and added up across you might use it twice a week across multiple like houses in your community that's a huge amount of energy if everyone does these little things will change how we're all thinking in a way and that might lead to a much bigger change hopefully in the future or actually now <laughs> One thing I kind of begin to realize the more you go through these goals is they kind of all feed into each other. And if you do one, it's not just benefiting that one goal, it's benefiting nearly all the others. And they're not just kind of goals in isolation that they they work together. So then, of course, the next one is reducing inequalities generally. And that, of course, is goal goal 10. Do you guys have any ideas for that? Ensuring that you sort of stand up when you hear sort of injustices as well. So, for example, there could be someone, especially in DC, there have been two cases, one currently and one last year, of two people being possibly facing deportation. So it's a case of making sure to stand up for these inequalities, not just locally, but also worldwide, and ensuring that helps the inequalities be reduced, at least in some way. I think even understanding them, because in regards to the the situation in DC of those two 
those two people, it, it was kind of people, Irish people didn't even seem to understand that what was going on and stuff like that. So it's kind of educating yourself around that um, and an understanding for the plight of others, I think, is, is key. Yeah, I think the, the whole point of the sustainable development goals themselves was to reduce inequalities. Like that's the main aim of them so that we can we can achieve all these goals and then at the end of it, no one will be left behind. We'll all be equal, kind of having all equal opportunities. Like So the next one is, of course, sustainable cities and communities. And I think that's sort of as important for Dublin as it is for anywhere else. Um, and the first one that I kind of came across that, that people suggest for that, I think is a good suggestion generally is shopping locally. So, you know, going to your local shop rather than going to, you know, a big, uh, a bigger chain. Um, that that sort of, again, it, it, it promotes decent work and economic growth because it's staying within your community and the, the money is sort of staying and the jobs are staying. And as well, it sort of benefits uh, the climate because you're not traveling as far. Now, obviously, this isn't an option for everyone because some people maybe live rurally and the nearest shop is quite far away from them, so they have to drive or whatever. But I think it's important to sort of shop local and if, if you can, of course. And I think playing into that as well is, of course, goal 12, which is responsible consumption and product and uh production um which of course surrounds you know how we consume goods because in modern society invariably you know every single day be it a coffee or whatever you're consuming something um and it's whether that's sort of good for the environment and responsible and and how it's produced whether that's responsible as well i think shopping local that's that that's key to as well yeah i think that there has to be a lot of education surrounding responsible consumption because i think it's it's becoming a trend nowadays like it's becoming more like of a thing that I would tell people to do or I'd I'd hope to influence people to do. Like, so when you're, the basic, the idea that I get from it is when you're going out and you're shopping, buy things that you're actually going to eat, clothes that you're actually going to wear, that you're not just going to throw away, that you're going to reuse. If it's clothes, don't reuse your food. Um, (laughs) Well, compost is good actually for the environment. So, you know, there's food waste. But um, yeah, it's about knowing what shops you're going to. So what kind of role they play in in your kind of country? Like, are they sustainable themselves or are they just, you know, fast fashion, which, which is an interesting one? Or are the organizations you're going to using greenwashing, pretending they're, uh, pretend they're really good for the environment, but actually misleading you and probably doing a lot worse than other places. So it, it's knowing... Uh, what organizations are good and and what what benefits you and keeping to your values and stuff i think one of the things you said there um fast fashion is sort of key where you know it it is very easy to buy something because it's it's a tenner or whatever inside any sort of random shop um but you know it's whether you're going to use that or whether you're just going to wear it twice and throw it out look online and see which companies are you know actually sustainable and good for the environment and which companies are you know using that as a market ploy essentially just to get your your business i think next uh if we could move on to sort of what will be the 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 biggest one i think uh which is climate action and i think you guys have some great ideas for that um i might just start with one i thought of earlier which is um you know walking for journeys that are less than two kilometers which is something that's kind of key in dublin because people will just hop in a taxi and go somewhere whereas it might only be around the corner and you can easily walk there what do you guys think? Yeah, like I think, especially when you're in town or you're out and about, like two kilometers. Okay, it kind of sounds long in your head, but I could run that in 14 minutes. So, <laughs> no. Subtle brag with the marathon there. Um, yeah, no, I think um, when you're walking from place to place and you do have the time to walk, 
it's a, it's I think it's a good opportunity for mindfulness. Like you, you can just take in take in the air, you know, as you said before, get that clean air, listen to some music. You can walk out with your friends. It's not a big distance and it, it's good for your health at the same time. Hopping in a taxi, that's gonna that's gonna break your bank and you're not gonna enjoy it as much as, you know, a nice stroll during the day. Do you guys have any other suggestions around kind of climate action, how we can tackle it? Because I know a lot of the other goals we've discussed have kind of fed into it a little bit, but we haven't kind of said really what we can do to benefit climate action as an individual. Just simple things again. Uh, trying to use as little waste as you can, just you're trying to use less plastic. And if there's availability of any sort of refill shops that's become a new thing recently, then that's something to do. Uh, reduce meat consumption. That's one of the main sort of producers of CO2 carbon. So that's something as, as well that can be noted. And then just wear your climate up and just be by sort of flying less if you can or flying not at all if you can. Yeah, I think for, for climate change, I think, first of all, the most important thing to do is to educate yourself. I think I'm surrounded by people who know a lot about climate change, but there's a lot of people who don't believe in it there's a lot of people who don't want to believe in it and I think that's where you kind of have to start you have to start by opening up conversations and saying look this is a problem and this is what you can do about it like start talking about it like small changes like we talked about walking and stuff and they can really make a difference because the small things like I said before like they'll change how everyone is thinking and we'll be able to do a much bigger thing hopefully soon enough. So um, goal 16, of course, is peace, justice and strong institutions. The idea of that is to just promote that, like, you know, each country needs strong institutions to sort of further the goals and to further everyone's daily lives. And as well as that, there's some strong international institutions like the UN, which has been key towards uh, the goals. Of course, they created them and they've been key towards um, pushing them forward across the whole world. So I suppose one that jumped to mind for me for that was um, finding out your rights um, in the workplace and, you know, in life generally to ensure you have access to justice and that you have access to kind of furthering your own rights because that really will build sort of justice for everyone and kind of a lot more strength in the in institutions. I think that yesterday Ross and I attended the uh, National Youth Council of Ireland event and as a young person uh, they're a great institution in the way that um, they they do promote the sustainable development goals um, more specifically for young people so that's great to to learn about if from that and they also promote more kind of things on peace and justice like you said before well i think it's for having strong institutions you need to have also the engagement of civil society and i think sort of the national youth council of Ireland young voices initiative is a great way not just on a local level but also on a national level with the national implementation program or the nip as it's called and then also on the eu level that three people from that national youth council of Ireland get to go on the EU level to represent to represent sort of the young people of Ireland in that too. And I think it's also just a problem that it's probably more of a democracy kind of thing. So to make sure that you sort of recognise your rights in the democracy, that you have the right to free speech, the right to free association, and ensuring that you enshrine these rights and protect them for all for everybody. I think that's key because a lot of kind of people even, you know, in Ireland um won't understand what their rights are, even like their constitutional rights or their rights just generally as to what they're entitled to, what they're sort of every single person is entitled to just by virtue of being a person. And understanding that I think is the first step, because if you understand, you know, what the absolute baseline is, you can you can work from there. So then I suppose finally, um, and I think it's a great capstone for the whole thing is, is partnerships for the goal. So how can you go out? And what I kind of want to give from this is how you can go out from listening to this podcast and sort of 
further the interests of the goals and towards achieving them through helping other people maybe get involved or discussing them with your local and national representatives. So I suppose the first idea, and I think we all have experience in engaging with representatives on a local and national level, um, is discussing the goals with your local and national representatives and encouraging them to understand the goals and what they envisage. Yep, I definitely agree with that. I think especially that if you go to the sort of knocking on doors as someone who's canvassed as well, who's canvassed other people as well, that I don't think you'd ever hear about the SDGs. So if you went to a politician and talked to them about that, they'd probably be flustered, I would say, is probably the reaction they get. So I think in partnership for the goals, I think especially it's sort of keeping that theme of how important they are and how they sort of encapsulate everything else as what they want in their manifesto for each political party of their independence. And then also for the partnership for the goals, it needs to be a case of, it needs to be a, a sort of united effort, both by government, but also by people. So it needs to be the creation of conversations for people to talk about the goals, even just wearing like an SEG pin will get people talking, asking what that is, and you get to tell them what it is and why it's important and that they should care. Especially if you find politicians who are kind of willing to engage in the discussion with you about it. Because that's key. And I think especially around independent politicians or maybe newer politicians that wouldn't necessarily understand the goals or wouldn't necessarily have had massive exposure to them, that it is important to kind of have that discussion in your local community. And then, of course, finally, there is um, reaching out to people who are maybe older or younger than you or anyone at all uh, to discuss the goals and how they can maybe make simple changes uh, like the ones we've mentioned here to achieve the goals going forward. So in this podcast, we have discussed simple things that you can do to achieve the sustainable development goals. This podcast was brought to you by spunout.ie, Ireland's youth information website, in partnership with the National Youth Council of Ireland and Youth 2030, the National Youth Development Education Programme. If you want to learn more about the sustainable development goals, visit spunout.ie forward slash SDG or developmenteducation at youth.ie. To get involved and to have your voice heard on the issues that matter to you, visit spunout.ie forward slash volunteer. Spunout.ie. By young people, for young people.